Hi. Welcome back. Oh, hello there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, wait a minute. Have you commented on this? No. They've seen it. But have they really seen it they this saw close? It sticking out the top of your head. Ah, uh, yes. Isn't this beautiful, everybody? Yeah, one of the guys. Uh, do we, should we tell people who? Or I think a, he, a guy and his wife. Yeah, and I think he's more like the hide the left hand from the right hand kind of. Thing. Okay, so a, a guy and his wife put worked on this the last three weeks now, maybe, and got it up this week. And another guy milled out all the wood or something or another, mm -hmm. and got that to the other guy who was with his wife and. So, a bunch of people got together and look what came out. Isn't it cool? Yeah. Okay. We love it. I do. I think it's great. Yeah. They did such a sweet job. Yeah. So, we look forward to you seeing it in person. Soon. Soon and very soon. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, you promised you you promised us that you would get it get us through Mark 13 and you did it. And you doubted me. My wife was telling me she went back she looked at the video. And she said how you had a little a little snark. Um, you're like, you're never going to do it. But I did it. Yes. What? Tell, so what I was hoping that you might do today is kind of share with us a little bit about the process of working through <clears throat> a text like that as you prepare. You know, you you work through uh, the, the Sermon on the Mount, and it, it's so uh, just... It's right there to apply to life, you know, yeah. and then you work through this and it's important as we discussed last week sure. to discuss it. But what's it like, you know, I open up to Mark 13 myself and start reading. And sometimes if I feel like I'm getting maybe lost, maybe I understand that I recognize some language, but I don't know where it is. Right. Just right. the even just the as you sit down to study for the week. What's it like, you know? Okay. Well, I do a lot of reading. Uh, I know a lot of guys and gals, I guess, they do a lot of listening and they listen to a lot of sermons and things like that. Um, I find my mind wanders and I'm, you know, I'm planting the bushes I'm going to cut later in the day or something. So I like to do a lot of reading. I like to sit with the material. I take my highlighters. Um, and then after I'm done a, a chapter or a section, I go back and I take that material uh, and I, I kind of further go through it again and again. So that's one thing. And forever that I've been sort of reading and stuff like that, I always read with a highlighter, always read with a pen or a pencil, and, and I'm jotting things down for myself. So that when, because the reality is, when I sit with a text like Mark 13, I remember all of these things. Yep, I got that and I got that. And that, that's similar to what somebody else said back in Ezekiel or what have you. Mm -hmm. But I got to go back. I got to refresh myself. I got to remind myself of those passages in particular, read them in their context once more, and just sort of put all the pieces together again. It's remarkable, you know, because you spend all this time prepping it, studying it, learning it, and then you kind of forget it. You know, and you know about it, but then you got to go back and kind of reestablish yourself in that thing again. And that's what I do with this material or any material, really. All right. Yeah. So, um, as you're, so you, you, I assume you're just starting with the, the the text that you're studying. Yeah. And maybe jotting, uh, highlighting, jotting notes of, uh, I remember yeah. this from somewhere. Well, what I do is the first thing I do each week. Um, you know, you, you sit, you pray, you, you kind of get a sense of, all right, I'm going to, we're going to try to hit these verses. Mm -hmm. I'm usually wrong. Uh, usually, well, we're going to do 50 verses this week and it comes out to 10 or something. But you kind of. I always get the call from the other room. 
Well, <laughs> yes, you do. Um, c- please correct all of the uh, the media you put yeah. out there. Um, so the f- after after that's done, what I sit down is I I take the text. Um, let's say I think it's going to be twenty verses, and I'll I'll print that out in a Word document, or I'll put that on a Word document on my computer. Um, so I don't really like sit and write in my Bible too much for church mm-hmm. stuff because it would be so small I wouldn't be able to read it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I put it all in a Word document. Uh, and from that, I begin to say, okay, I want to kind of touch on this idea, touch on that idea. And I'm just sort of forming this general outline in my head of some of the key ideas and things I want to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll begin to study about that a little further. And sometimes my study will open up like, oh my goodness, I didn't even see that. Mm. Um, other times it'll maybe just give me some clarity, point me in the direction of Old Testament passages or other things, sometimes reveal some historical information I hadn't known before. Uh, and that's when I begin to put all the meat, so to speak, mm-hmm. on the bones mm-hmm. uh, of what we're going to be looking at. Hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. Yeah. So <laughs> I assume that you're going to go to a commentary or another resource at some point. And so what I've done is I've asked you to, you know, why don't you bring some of show us, especially for this, maybe sure the the eschatology kind of discussion as well. Uh, What kind of resources you're reading that are helping develop and balance your ideas? Yeah. So I'm working through Mark the way we are, um, I think it's about seven or eight different commentaries that I'm, I, I consistently am looking at throughout it. Um, we're almost coming like to the conclusion of Mark. And so those books are almost like completely read. Um, so I like to look at David Guzik. David Guzik's uh, a contemporary. He's, mm-hmm. he's out and about now. Um, and you can find a lot of his stuff on Blue Letter Bible, yep. uh, which a lot of people um, use and reference. And it's a very good resource. Um, so I like to look at David Guzik. I like the way he thinks. I like the way he outlines his material. Um, and he's very kind of... Yeah, he's very good at the outlining. Yeah, so that he's great. I've been reading um, Henry Ironside, which I think is uh, superb. He, I think that's been my maybe my favorite in of Mark commentaries. How come you didn't say his name right then? Henry Ironside? Isn't it Harriet? It is Harry. I always say Henry. Poor Harry. <laughs> It's Harry. <laughs> so thank you. So he's my favorite. I love him. He's my best friend whose name I don't know. Um, so it's Harry Ironside. Um, William Barclay is another guy I, I go back to. So anyhow, I have about six or seven that I'm regularly looking at. Um, but then when we get to something like eschatology, um, there are entire books mm. written about the rapture, you yeah. know, which is like, a phrase of one of the verses uh, in Mark here. And so there's a lot of uh, resources that I read over the years. Again, I highlight them. I put them my, my, uh, in my library, and then I pull those back out, and I'm starting looking at them. And so I brought a bunch of them with mm-hmm. us. You want to look yeah, at some yeah, of those? I do, I do. All right. Okay, okay, okay. Start in uh... – man, don't just, just – I can do it, what I think I need to do. Well, first off, so much of eschatology, end times discussion, and I've referenced it numerous times, it goes to the book of Revelation. Yeah. Um, so – Daniel talks about eschatology in great detail. First Thessalonians, Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21. Um, but Revelation, like it's all about mm-hmm. that topic in particular. So uh, one of the commentaries I really, really enjoyed is Donald Gray Barnhouse. Donald Gray Barnhouse. We're going to put all these in like the, the memo section or 
I think they call it the comment <laughs> section nowadays. Donald Gray Barnhouse, and he's a Philly guy uh, in the 1950s. He's not there any longer. Um, so Donald Gray Barnhouse, here's a fun fact. I used to, my wife and I, we used to serve homeless dinners at 10th Presbyterian mm -hmm. Church, which is where Donald Gray Barnhouse mm -hmm. pastored like many, many a year ago. Uh, Boyce was there, James Boyce. Montgomery Boyce. Yeah, and his trip there now? No, not, he was. Oh, gee whiz. Uh, poor trip. So anyhow, Donald Gray Barnhouse. Great book. It's just gets very creative title, Revelation. Alrighty. Um, so I enjoyed that one here. I really like Chuck Smith's. Chuck Smith, cool little title. It's called What the World is Coming to. And it's commentary and revelation. What I like about Chuck, even if you listen to his tapes or uh, now it's on whatever, um, just very simple. Mm -hmm. He's not trying to wow you. You know, there's an expression about his teaching ministry and Calvary chapels in general, simply teaching the Bible simply. Uh, and he does that. So this is a really, really good one here. Uh, this one here, The Coming Prince. You know this one? The Coming Prince? I, oh, gosh. It was written in the 1850s. Um, I like books that are older because not old in the sense of they're falling apart, but were written a long time ago because if it was junk, it was probably thrown out by now. Mm. Um, it's a good solid book. Sir uh, Robert Anderson, British guy, he wrote a hundred years before Israel was rebirthed as a nation. Uh, and he did some bold things in, in his book where he says, look, there's no way around, around saying this. Israel has to be reborn as a nation. And people are like, you're crazy. They haven't wow. been a nation for 1,800 wow. years or whatever. He said, well, look at the prophecy. So the prophecies that we now look at, like we were a few days ago uh, or last week or whatever it was, we can with confidence say, wow, look at this miracle. Mm -hmm. That was probably a hard thing to say when it wasn't around for 1,800 years. And so uh, this is a great commentary, mostly on the book of Daniel mm -hmm. and particularly uh, – chapter nine and of, of Daniel, the 70 weeks and all those things. Yeah. So that's called the coming prince. All right. Uh, okay. You that's want more? Three, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. All. all right. Uh, regarding the rapture. Oh, I love these. So this is Mark Hitchcock. This was actually, we used to do that book of the month thing. Yeah. Resource um, of the month. Resource of the month. This is called, could the rapture happen? All right. And it's mm -hmm. a pretty easy read, maybe 120 pages there. There's another one by Mark. This is also by Mark, also with Ed Hinson. Mm -hmm. Ed is a really good uh, Bible prophecy guy. He's still alive. Uh, he's a relatively young guy. He's probably in his 50s or something like that. So he's probably glad that he's still alive. When did 50s get young again? So uh, when, when I got closer to it. <laughs> you know? So uh, that's called Can We Still Believe in the Rapture? Uh, mm -hmm. Because, you know, in the 1960s, there was and 70s, the Jesus movement, all that. And it was like, keep looking up, brother, you know, with, mm -hmm. and all this kind of stuff. And well, that's 30 years ago, 40 years ago. And a lot of folks have kind of said, ah, we talked about that forever. You know, so great question. This one here, John Walford. John Walford uh, is famous for Dallas Seminary. He taught over here at uh, what is now Karen University. He would be on loan here from time to time and he would teach. And this book is called The Rapture Question. What, this is a good one because it, it's a very scholarly look at not just one view of the rapture, but a number of the different views of the rapture. And then Walford will comment maybe some of the strengths or weaknesses of mm -hmm. those views. And so that's a good one called the rapture question. I'm reading this one right now. This is by Amir Sarfati um, called The Day Approaching. Uh, and the subtitle is helpful. It's is an Israeli's message because he's from Israel. An Israeli's message of warning and hope for these last days. Mm -hmm. uh, so the day approaching the return of Christ um, for his church, also in victory at the second coming. Um, so those are good ones. And then this one, this is called Things to Come. 
this is not a book where you start on page one and you read to page 600. It's a reference book. So anything having to do with prophecy, um, whether it's prophecies that have been fulfilled long ago uh, or contemporary, like stuff that's still last days stuff, um, he digs into it. He explains it. Dwight Pentecost, this is a classic of a book. Um, and so I, I go back to that often just to sort of uh, kind of maybe refine my thinking, make sure like, am I thinking about this the right way? It seems like it makes sense to me, but you know, is this what scholars have thought about this issue over the mm. years? So that's Pentecost. Wow. Yeah, I have more, but it's okay. <laughs> Sorry. Easy, easy. <laughs> well, I, you know, I think, you know, asking you to bring these things out and at least uh, not isn't isn't a call to go out and buy all these things and start doing exactly what you do each week. But um, I guess one is to uh, see where you're coming from um, in that uh what are resources that you find valuable and mm -hmm. maybe picking one of these up. But I think, it, I think more importantly, it's the encouragement as we've been saying these past three weeks is it's important because Jesus talked about it and that, yeah. um, and we can find ourselves drawing closer to him as we consider these things. Oh, sure. And that's the sanctifying work. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you, this last three weeks um, in the book of Mark 13 has been, and maybe combined with all that's going on with the virus and, mm -hmm. and all of that, it's been really stimulating. It's mm -hmm. been exciting mm -hmm. uh, to, in a fresh way, consider once more. I, you know, I remember when I first came to know the Lord, and, and I would walk across the park from my parking lot, the parking lot at college to my classroom, and I'd be walking through the quad and kind of, you know, looking at the sky or whatever it may be. Um, and one time in particular, the sun was sort of shining through and had like these rays that were mm -hmm. coming through. And it, it kind of gave this impression of like the Lord opening up the clouds and, mm -hmm. and returning like mm -hmm. his second coming. Now, it doesn't fit all the pieces of the puzzle, but but there was a there was sort of this stirring within me like today, it could be today, mm -hmm. you know, kind of thing. And mm -hmm. um, I remember a friend years and years ago said, uh, like, how... Like, how many years really do you, you think it'll be until Jesus comes? This is probably like in the early 90s. And I said, look, man, if, if he doesn't come within the next five years, I'll be shocked. Mm. You know, that was 30-some years ago. But there was this attitude, this mindset that it could be at any moment uh, in time. Mm. Uh, and, I, and I said this last week during this little thing we're doing. I said, look, I think we are closer now. Well, certainly, obviously, we're closer now than we ever were before. But I think we're close. Mm. I think these things are all coming together and they're coming together rapidly, so fast, like the intensity and the frequency that we talked about, that it, it's got to be in the next five years, you know, or 10 or 15 or 20 or 30. Yeah. I don't know. But it just feels like it's got to be soon. That's good. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. Good response. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, for, for you guys listening, I think I'd... I would personally encourage you to um, consider growing in your understanding and uh, uh, not only of maybe where you land because Greg told you to land there, mm -hmm. but under like why, what are the weaknesses of that? Um, spending time with it because I think the result of that is going to be a, a, an urgency, a, an expectancy, uh, an excitement, mm -hmm. even uh, not just for 
our redemption, but also for ministry. Yeah. You know, you know, I know a guy, quick story. Okay. I'm ready. A friend, um, was considering these exact things or the rapture any day. And in his heart bore this burden that he has to reach his kids, his, Mm -hmm. you know, and so he started even penning letters um, to his kids in case he were to get raptured the next day and he wasn't sure about his son. Here, read this in that instance, sure. and this will help you. Yeah. Um, and so the, the ministry that was birthed out of Absolutely. that expectancy. Yeah, good. That's great. Absolutely. All right. Well, be blessed, and we will see you soon. Yes, we will. Thank you so much.